1: Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Heater. Come on in. We saved your seat and it's a good one. It's yes. a seat around the word. And so we invite you to get your Bible, get a notepad to take notes on and bring your faith yes. because how many of you know that the word has to have something added to it to, t- to convert it to power and it's called faith. Amen. 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 We've been taking time to teach out of my book called Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. And as we've said in the past, it's not about grief and sorrow. It's about victory. Yes. Amen. Right. It's on the positive side yes. because there's going to come opportunities in your life to struggle with opposition. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want you to know that in times of opposition, your victory did not diminish Right. Uh, opposition cannot remove your victory from you. Uh, uh, Opposition cannot belittle your victory. Amen. Amen. And that's when you need to hold to your victory more and more and more. And that means that we have to have right thinking. Uh Amen. We've been taking the time because I've referred to so often during these episodes of being with you on Jesus, the healer, I refer to my own personal life so much. Why? Because I can't preach your testimony. I'm going to preach my testimony, right? And I don't know. I'll, sometimes I'll preach other people's testimonies, but I know mine the best. Right. And so I talk about the times when um, how, how my family and I handled my husband's homegoing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, at times of transition in your life, uh, the enemy would like to insert the wrong flow. Yeah.
0: Right, yes.
1: And uh, so I had to make sure that we did not allow our family and this ministry to get into the wrong flow. That means I had to guard my thought life. Amen. 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 Because your life is going to go the direction of your thought life. So if you deal with your thought life, everything else is automatically handled. Amen. Amen. Um, We're we're not just talking about grief and sorrow that tries to enter at the time of someone's home going with the Lord. But anytime something turns out differently than you wished, grief and sorrow will try to come in. What about when a home is lost, a marriage is is lost, maybe a business is lost. Um, What about when the accuser of the brethren, who's the devil, points back to your weaknesses, faults, failures, what you've done wrong, and he tries to get you into a flow of grief and sorrow, a flow of regrets Mm -hmm. over your past. Mm -hmm. If we get entrenched in that, it will affect where we're headed. It will affect how we carry out the days that are ahead of us. And so we're so grateful for Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, when it says, Surely he has borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Notice this, he bore it because we weren't capable. Yeah. Yes. We're not capable of functioning and carrying out God's plan in the highest flow, trying to live under a flow of grief and sorrow, right. a, a flow of regrets over our life. Yes. <clears throat> notice this, it says, surely he's speaking about Jesus. He bore our griefs and sorrows and notice this, he's a member of the Godhead. It yeah. took... It took the Godhead to deal with grief and sorrow because the force of it is so destructive that man couldn't deal with it. It took the Godhead to deal with it. So we've been looking at it and we invite you to go back and watch previous episodes because much has been said in this series that we've been talking about. I want to go to something that we find in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. And this is what Paul said to us. Um, He made this statement. And now you have to remember, he's listed all the opposition that he's faced. Beatings, stonings, (laughs) stonings. Uh, being, uh, being adrift in the ocean with, after shipwrecks, being persecuted by others. And I mean, just on every side, he had opposition. Right. And uh, I love his, what he records in Second Corinthians 4, verse 17. And look, look, at, look at what right thinking sounds like. Mm-hmm. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. It worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Look at that. He called all that opposition light. Yes. How do we know that something is, well, how can we call opposition light in our life when, we've, when we have permitted God's power on the scene to work for us? That's good. It's not when God sends his power, but when we receive his power. Amen. Many times people are getting God, wanting God to send it. It's just about you receiving that power to work in your behalf. How do you receive it? By faith. Faith does not get you on the other side. Faith opens the door to the power of God that gets you on the other side of that opposition. Faith is simply this, God's invitation to work. That's, our faith is giving God permission Amen. That's what faith is waiting. God wants to work and he's waiting for us to give him permission because he will not work uninvited. The devil will, but not God. (laughs) Amen. And so how do, how could Paul call all he went through a light affliction because he wasn't the one doing the work? God's power was the one doing the work. Amen. And then I love what Paul said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. So notice this, he did not let persecution define his life. Mm -hmm. He said it, it, it lasted for a moment. And many have let what has come against them color and taint their whole life. What has been part of your past should not even color anything more than a moment of your life. Amen. Amen. What you're facing should not get your attention for days and weeks and months, a moment. And you say, why even a moment? It only takes a moment to turn your attention in the right direction. It only takes a moment to release your faith. That's why for a moment, amen, it only takes a moment to, to get you going the right direction when fiery darts come and strike the mind. Amen. What kind of man is this that calls persecutions and afflictions a light thing? It's a man of faith. A man of feeling calls it hard and heavy but a man of faith calls it light and easy. Yes. Why? Because he has held the door open to the power of God yes. with his faith for the power of God to come in and work on his behalf. Amen. Yes. That's you, yes. a person of faith. That's yes. me, a person of faith. Yes. Why? We have the spirit of faith. That's yes. right. Amen. Yes. God gave to every one of his children a measure of the God kind of faith. Yes. 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 Now, as we employ that faith, then we hold the door open for God's power to do the work and all, all hard things become light. Yeah. Amen. Now notice Paul said this. He said that uh, it's working for him. All of this opposition, all the persecutions were working for him a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Amen. What's that mean? It elevated his spiritual life. Right. Um, Why? Because glory came on the scene and worked for him compared to the glory of God and the power that was working for him. All the afflictions that came against him were so light in comparison to the greatness of God's power. We were looking at on the previous episode, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I want you to turn with me and look there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 18. This is what Paul said. He says, while we look not at the things which are seen. There's the key. Mm -hmm. There's the key to faith working instead of fear working. It all depends on what you're looking at. Remember when Jesus had the multitude that was with him out in the wilderness mm-hmm. and they had been with him for days as he taught and ministered to them. And before he sent them home he turned to his disciples and said, "You feed them." Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, 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 "What you mean we feed them?" <laughs> he said, "There's nothing out here to buy. We're in a place where we'd have no provision for the people." And Jesus basically pointed, what, what, do, you ha- what do you have? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a little boy here who offered his, his lunch, mm-hmm. some, some loaves and fish. And it says that Jesus took what was not enough. Yes. 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 Those loaves yes. and fish were not enough for the multitude that was there, but he took it. And it says, and he looked to heaven. Ah, <laughs> there's the key. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He didn't look at what wasn't enough. He looked in the direction of more than enough. Yes. Yes. When, you, when what is facing you in the natural is not enough for your need, it matters where you look. Yes. That's what Paul said in yes. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen. Jesus did that. He demonstrated yes. that in the feeding of the multitude. What he had in his hands was not enough. So he didn't look there. Wow. He looked up. He looked, if I could say this to the greater one, how do you, and, and, and I would say this to you, you can look this direction, look toward your spirit. Why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Where you look is going to determine where you arrive. People arrive at, at, at depression. They arrive at a place of being entrenched in grief and sorrow. Their eyes went there before their life went there. Their focus went there. Their attention went there first. Faith authorizes you to look at a place that doesn't look like things have changed yet. But we have to look at the Word. What does God say? When we look at what we know of the Word, then that that's going to dictate where we arrive. Okay. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So Paul said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Did you know glory isn't seen? Anointing isn't seen. Power isn't seen. Now, don't misunderstand me. It can come into manifestation in the way that how it affects things around you. Mm -hmm. Um, The Holy Holy Spirit is compared to wind,
0: Mm -hmm. right? right?
1: You don't see wind. You can feel it, but you don't see it. Right. And people say, no, I see the wind, the tree's blowing. No, you're seeing the effect of the wind on the tree, right. but you're not seeing the wind. Mm-hmm. Even so, you don't see the glory, but you see the effect of the glory yeah. on the different needs of your life. Amen. 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 So we're authorized to look at things that aren't seen. Why? Because they're gonna affect the things that are seen. So so Amen. We invite the unseen to move when we give the unseen our attention faith is yes. our attention. Where does our attention go? Yes. Uh, if we're focused and entrenched on the need, then that's what's going to keep moving. But if we're focused and fixed mm-hmm. on God's power, God's word, and we're saying that we're keeping our attention there, then that's what's invited to move. Amen. Our attention is our invitation now get that. That's good. Our attention is our invitation. Yes. If our attention goes to God, then he's invited. Yes. If our attention goes to the problem, then that's, that's invited. Yes. Our attention is our invitation. Amen. And listen, uh, your faith is God's invitation.
0: Yes.
1: Amen. Yes. So since this word here in 2 Corinthians chapter four verse 18 says, "While we look not at the things which are seen, He's telling us a command. look not. Mm-hmm. That's a command. That's not a a suggestion. That's a command. How did I get past those days of transition when my husband went home to be with the Lord and there were so many unknowns that I was dealing with and that I had to face? How did I get past them without them troubling me? It was all based on where I looked. If I was going to look at all the things that were opposing, all the things that were unknown to me, all the things that could have been troubling, I would have entered into the wrong flow. But I just chose, I'm not going to look there. I'm not going to look there. And it takes a discipline and it takes a practice. It's a discipline of the thought life. Amen. So when God says, while we look not at the things which are seen, then to look at them is a sin. I said to look at circumstances is a sin when he tells us to not look not at the things that are seen. How do we know if we're looking at him by what we're talking about, by what we're thinking about? Amen. Amen. So God's telling us not to focus on what is seen. Why? Because that will hinder our faith. And he's telling us not to look there because he doesn't want our faith
0: hindered. That's right,
1: that's what Jesus did you know over there in, in Hebrews chapter twelve when it says uh, that Jesus uh, he endured for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross yes. look at that for the joy that was set before yes. him he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross what's this mean? he focused on the joy not on the cross right. Yes, amen that's that's what he's telling us he looked clear through the cross, look past it to the other side of what was on the other side of the cross. What was it? The joy of the, of the the redemption's plan being fulfilled, the joy of bringing many sons to glory, the joy of his own glory being restored to him, the glory that he had laid down to come here and be the price, pay the price for us. All of that was going to be restored for the joy that was set before him. In the face of opposition, there's joy set before you.
0: Amen.
1: Yeah. Opposition is the smokescreen trying to hide the joy from your view. Look on the other side of that opposition. Look at the unseen. Look at what you know is on the other side of the opposition. Opposition comes to try to block your advancement, opposition comes to try to block your entrance. Into what God into where god 's trying to take you further, well you got scripture for that sure, certainly, First Corinthians chapter sixteen verse nine, Paul said, A great and effectual door is opened unto me, and there 's many adversaries at the door right. what 's he talking about there 's a, there's a room with greater anointing, greater revelation, greater miracles, greater power. Mm-hmm. And notice, you have to get through the door. The devil block; he positions himself and opposition at the door. What is it? Because they're trying to keep you out of the joy that's yes. in that room, right. of all that room holds, right. all that room contains. Yes. And this is what Je- this is what Jesus did. That cross was nothing but something that he got to look past, so he could enter into the joy. Wow. He did not live his life. Being focused on, I'm going, on I'm going to die on the cross. I'm going to die on the cross. I'm going to die on the cross. I'm going to suffer. That's not how he lived his life. He lived his life focused on the joy. If we're looking at the wrong thing, we're, we've taken our eye off the joy. That's right. That's Amen. Right. That's right. What did that, and that's exactly how I got to the other side of that season. my life when my husband went home to be with the Lord is I did not focus on what was right in front of me. I focused on the other side of where we were headed, not what we were seeing, but where we were headed. You can't get on the other side of grief and sorrow looking at the circumstances that offer you grief and sorrow. You have to look on the other side of it. What is that? The plan of God being fulfilled. What God has for your life, the anointing of God, the revelation of God that he's bringing you into. Amen. Amen. The answers for the needs you face. Focus on the answers, not focusing on the needs of that opposition right in front of you. Amen. Amen. So instead, by faith, we're to focus on what the natural eye can't see the glory, the anointing, the power of God, the grace of God, the might of God, the ability of God. Because when you focus on something, that's what you're drawing on.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: You focus on the problem, all you're doing is drawing on that. And that's why people get into a flow of grief and sorrow. Amen then all the things that try to work against you, all the light afflictions will be easily overcome by the greatness of God when that's what you're focused on. Greater is he that's in me. Amen. Greater is he that's in me. How do you stay focused on the right thing? You talk it. You talk it, you talk about it. You talk about the greater ones in me. That means the devil's lesser. That means the opposition is lesser. That means obstacles are lesser. If God is greater, he's greater than something. He can't be greater unless there's a lesser. That's right, that's right. So when he's the greater one, that means there's lesser offered you. Don't be occupied with the lesser one. Don't be occupied with the flow that the lesser one produces. Be occupied with the greater one and the flow that the greater one has made ours. Amen. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, again, Paul makes this statement. He said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, and as I said, it only takes a moment to get your attention off the problem and onto the answer. That's right. It only takes a moment to release your faith. Yeah, so we should not be living a lifetime of hardship. We should be having moments of opposition. Yeah. And we, we pick up our attention and get our attention on the other side of that opposition. And it only takes a moment to do that. In other words, Paul is giving us a timeline for opposition, a moment. A wow. moment. We're holding that opposition to the timeline of a moment. You're not taking my life. You're not taking a week. You're not taking months to get past you. A moment. Amen. And in that moment, I release my faith and it brings me into the flow of victory that's been there all along. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, many are waiting for the devil to leave them alone. But so that they can be peaceful. So that they can be joyful. Um, Victory is not something leaving you alone. Victory is you not noticing what's opposing you. Victory is you having been so disciplined that what opposes you cannot get your attention. Amen. That's victory. Um, you can take a wild animal. You can put it in a cage. You know what? The animal's still wild just because you can find him did not mean he's conquered wow. many times people are saying what well, the devil would just leave me alone confining him is not conquering him no. Amen. that means real real victory in real faith is him unleashed because listen you say listen Jesus defeated Satan he stripped him, spoiled him yes. and people say, well, if, if he's defeated, how come I still have to deal with him because he's not yet been imprisoned. Right. Yes. There's coming a day he'll be in prison, yes. but we're still having to deal with his presence on the earth. Yes. He's not our Lord. He doesn't have the Lordship, the ability, the authority over our life as believers, right. but he's still loose and in the earth. Yes. Real victory is not trying, not trying, not not just saying, well, I'd have peace if he'd leave me alone. Real victory is I don't care where he is. He doesn't get my attention. Yes, that's, right. yeah. that's what Paul said. That's when you enter into a light affliction that's only for a moment. Wow. Amen. 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 Faith learns to ignore and be unimpressed yes. with yes. what it hears, with what it feels, mm-hmm. with what it sees. Mm-hmm. Because all of those things that can be measured by the, the, the natural realm, what you, what you feel... Mm-hmm what you see, what you hear is subject to what you believe. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Philippians chapter four. I'm going to read you one of my favorite verses. I love this verse. I love this verse because it shows us so much. And one of the reasons I love this verse is it was my answer that got me on the other side of one of the greatest oppositions that I ever faced. Philippians chapter four, verse 11, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Classic Translation. Paul, now tell me, the, the audience here, tell me where Paul was, was when he wrote this letter. In prison. He's in prison. Remember that mm-hmm. as you read these words. Mm-hmm. Philippians four, verse 11, Paul writes, for I have learned how to be content. Mm-hmm. Where's he sitting? In prison, in prison. Yeah. saying, I've learned how to be content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this phrase that he says, this wonderful apostle who had much revelation, he said, I, have to, I had to learn something. What did he have to learn? How to be content. Yes, yes. Sitting in a dark place, right. sitting in a place of no hope. Right. And he says, I've learned how to be content. Right. Listen to what the, the, the Amplified says, what content is. Satisfied to the point, where I am not disturbed. Mm -hmm. I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. Right there is the definition of faith that, um, if I could say this, is um, skillful. That's the mastery Mm -hmm. of faith in a statement, the mastery. I have learned. If Paul had to learn it, we have to learn it. Meaning this, you're not going to automatically step into this flow. You have to learn this flow. How do you learn anything? Only by practice. You have to practice and practice and practice. Take advantage of the daily oppositions of life to practice them not getting your attention. Practice exercising your authority over them. Let's say this. If pain strikes, you practice saying, pain, you take your hands off my body. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. And then you get your attention off the pain and onto the victory of health Whoa. that's yours. Yes. Now you say, thank God I'm healed. Oh, it's so good to be healed. Mm-hmm. Even in the face of pain, you feel, thank God, it's yes. so good to be healed. Why, now you're looking not at what's seen,
0: right.
1: but you're looking at what's unseen. The, the victory that's yours. Right. Amen. Yeah, this yeah. is the mastery of faith where nothing troubles you. This is real victory. Wow. This wow. is faith in operation. Yes. I so love this story. I tell it often. And I'm going to keep telling it often because it's such a clear demonstration of the mastery of faith. When Smith Wigglesworth woke up in the middle of the night because he sensed an evil presence in the room mm-hmm. and when he did, he turned over and on the edge of his bed was Satan sitting in manifested form. Mm-hmm. And you know he would have filled that room with the terror he himself is. Yes. Yes. Satan's a tormented being and don't you forget it. Yes. Right. He's a tormented being. That's, what, that's where fear comes from, right. his own torment. Right. So just because you can sense torment, just because you can sense fear, you're sensing him. You're not sensing you. Right. 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 Amen. God's not given us a spirit of fear. Yes. That's not ours, that's his. Yeah. Wigglesworth rolls over, sees him sitting in manifested form on his bed. And Smith Wigglesworth said, oh, it's just you. Rolls back over and goes back to sleep. That's mastery. He didn't get up and fight the devil all night. He didn't get up and try to run him out. He just was unimpressed and gave him no notice. There is the skill of the mastery of faith. That's, that's what belongs to us, that spirit of faith. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out of our book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. We want you to get your copy. You can go to our website at ministries.org and place your order to let them know you want that and we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, Visit Ministries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from first-hand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at Ministries.org. God offers you His thoughts. Take them. This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound, Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. It will lift you from a common place into the supernatural. Order this book now at Ministries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle.